Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike here uh, for BeastNet. I'm here with uh, Sarah Knight. Um, and for those that have never met Sarah or don't know Sarah, you should. <laughs> How are you doing, Sarah? I'm doing awesome. Right on. So, I mean... For those that don't know you or haven't met you, kind of give us a, a quick, or not even doesn't have to be quick, a quick synopsis of who you are. Sure. So I have been with the Beast team uh, for a couple years now. I was on the Beast Elite team uh, last year and the year before. Uh, athletes to my name include uh, second place at World's Pleasant Mother, second place at America's Southern I say I know. I know you got injured last year. Um, my my first introduction, really, to Sarah, I kind of knew who you were, but the first time I really kind of met you was Hawaii in 2016. Hawaii oh, was so much fun. And for those that don't know, I've said it repeatedly. Sarah is the one who like did a full trifecta in the time it took me to do a super. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unofficially, I uh, yeah, I did all three the beast. Super, and then the sprint back to back at Hawaii. Yeah, and and it was like I finished the super and coming. I'm like, yay! I've got my medal. And there's Sarah standing there with all three around her neck. And I'm like, you didn't have any of those this morning. Where did <laughs> what what happened here? <laughs> so, I mean, it was uh, it was awesome. I mean, that was a time because I think you raced because you didn't race Saturday. Sunday you raced because you raced competitively on the beast. Correct. Correct. Yeah, and you yeah, won. You yeah, won. I, I won the beast by an hour, I think, with my second place competitor. Yeah, uh, and I, if I remember right, there was only one guy, one guy that had a faster yeah. time than you. Black. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, if that guy's, if that doesn't give you an idea of her athleticism, I mean, an hour ahead of the next person, the next female competitor. That's that's amazing, you know. And then to turn around and literally because you were waiting for all of us anyway. To go do the super in the sprint too was just yeah. I mean, so much fun. I gotta do it again for sure. Doing a trifecta in a weekend is amazing. Doing one in the same day is just like what? <laughs> <laughs> and you can't do it now. Now you can't because they only have the beast on Saturday. Right. right. The, yeah. yeah that makes things tricky. Guess I have to go to Greece and do the trifecta, huh? <laughs> yep. I mean, you can do the trifecta in a weekend. They have the beast Saturday, then you can do the super and the sprint on Sunday, which is my plan this year. Sure. But you can't do like you did and just do them all in one shot. Not that I could ever, ever I mean, eventually I might be that fast, but I, I doubt it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's essentially a culture. Yeah. Oh, you're breaking up there a little bit. A, uh, there you go. 
yeah. I'm backing up, backing up to my router. <laughs> <laughs> so, what other things? I mean, I know, you know, like I said, I met you really in 2016. And then I think 2017, you were more, instead of Spartan, you did more Tough Mudder. Correct? Tough Mudder, yeah. I, did, I specialized in their eight hour Tough series, going from midnight to eight in the morning. And uh, I did. Um, West Coast, I placed second, and then I went over to Europe and placed second. Oh, only between that was um, uh, Georgia, but um, I had stomach issues, so I placed fifth, and then I went to Europe, and then uh, uh, that was pretty much back to back to back, eight hour races, and my body wasn't ready for that. And uh, when I was in Europe, I got IP dancing really bad, and then I decided to because I wanted to do all of them, all six of them. I was yeah. only one of four people who did all six of them last year. And um, uh, so I had to do Philly the next weekend after Europe and just tore up my IG bandies more and then added an Achilles injury to that because I was overcompensating. So I messed myself up really bad and, yeah, learned my lesson for sure. Yeah, and that's one of the things, you know, I've talked about on, on other episodes of that's kind of the mentality that a lot of us have is just push through it, push through the pain, keep going. And Mm -hmm. we end up hurting ourselves even more. It's either push through the pain or I need to get back out there and we get out too early and end up, you know, we're we're not healed. We're not, our body's not ready. And our body's usually pretty quick to tell us that, Hey, you weren't ready. (laughs) Extremely true. Yeah. Yeah. It's been hard mentally to put on those brakes this year got signed on with the Spartan Select team, and I've just been taking it easy. I haven't even done a beast yet, just so I can not put that many mileage, mileage on me until my body, I know I'm ready for it. Yeah, so, and I know I yeah. saw you, what, a month or so ago at the terrain race? Right, yeah. And you, uh, you took first then. Yep, yep. I still got my speed a little. A little <laughs> bit, and it was one of those things that I, I can remember, because I, I saw you... It must be, I think it was about the halfway point or so. And there was someone, someone told me there was someone right in front of you. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then you ended up crossing and you didn't see another racer for a while. And yeah, probably five minutes or so. so yeah. Um, I knew blasting out of those starting gates. I, I had the lead for the first like 200 meters or so. And then this chick just passed me with fury. And I'm just like, okay, well, let her run, run out see how she does on obstacles, and uh, yeah, by, by the first, uh, by the by the yoke carry, uh, she was just gassed, yeah. <laughs> so it, it was pretty easy to overtake, I just had to make sure I had a clean race. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing that's really interesting, a lot of people, you know, having an obstacle course race is, you get a lot of runners, who are like, oh, I can do this, and they get out there, and they blow it out in the running, and then all of a sudden, when they have to stop doing an obstacle, it just destroys them, because they're not, they're not, that's not what they train for, they train to run, you know. Yeah, and yeah, obstacle course racing is different. different. Yeah, so different, you know. And I mean, it was great to see. I mean, I, when I saw your train race, and you said you, you were feeling pretty good after that, right? Yeah, yeah. All uh, ligaments and knees and ankles are feeling up to par, and I'm so relieved finally. Yeah. It's been a year. May of last year was when I first got the injury, and I just been battling with it. You know, better a little bit, and then worse, and then a little bit better again. Like it was. Two steps backwards felt like all the time. 
Yeah, and I know because I saw you in Montana, and I know you'd said that you were worried about it, but I didn't get to see you after the race in Montana, so, yeah. Yeah, well, well Montana, that was a funny one because uh, I couldn't do any of the hanging obstacles because my, my That's first right. race back this year was actually uh, Your finger. Yeah, yeah and I, I got my finger caught That's in right. the chain and the lipids, and so, you know, I, it's still a little bit crooked. I'm pretty sure it's going to be crooked for the rest of my life. <laughs> Probably. But, uh, yeah, so now uh, I can put all my full weight on it, and I can grip. It is a little, I know my right hand is a little bit weaker grip than my left hand, for sure, so I always yeah. try and lead with that weaker hand so that I can have my left hand be my stability grip. Nice. Yeah, because yeah. I know Montana, that I just mainly I remember you in Montana because of your kids, because your kids are adorable, so... Yeah, it is. Yeah, because yeah, like I said, your kids are adorable. Your daughter, and then I know your son. I can remember because he was walking around with his shoe untied, just kind of looking at everything funny. And I'm like, "Do you need me to tie that for you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. They do it. They love the obstacle racing as well. So uh, it's good to take them. I wish I could take them on you know on my longer journeys. Yeah. But, uh, extra plane tickets so I can barely afford it for myself <laughs> yeah and I mean oh yeah that's I mean that's the thing too is I mean people like you that do like the big traveling I mean people don't realize that most time unless you're like one of the top sponsored athletes nobody's paying for that but you And, and that's got to be the hard part. I mean, some people know I do comedy on the side. That's another one of my little side things. And that's how that is. You know, I've had friends that are like, you should go, you know, pro and everything like that. And I'm like, I've seen what happens. I've seen what people do. It's, you know, one month they make $3,000 doing comedy. The next month they make a cheeseburger and a couple drinks. I mean, it's, right. yeah. <laughs> it's so inconsistent. Like for people who have, you know, kids, I mean, it's even tougher because I mean, when you're on your own, and I know this sounds bad, when it's just you, it's okay to have to live in your car for your art or yep. for your, you yep. know, for your dream. But when there's kids with you, it makes it a little different, you know, and that's kind of, yes. yeah. That quality of life, it definitely needs to be higher for kids. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And and your kids are adorable. Once again, I'm just, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> So I know you said that, you know, you, you lost the one property that you had and mm-hmm. I know you're still up north and yeah, I'm, I'm here to see uh, in a little yep. town called Hamilton right now. Okay. And 
Yeah, I know. I but, think uh, I drove. I think I drove by there on Tuesday. I went to Mount Vernon on Tuesday. So, oh nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's pretty. It is. It's a gorgeous area up there. But like you said, that's the hard part. Is yeah, anything like making money wise is like even a normal job isn't that close. Right. Right. <laughs> Yikes. So, what what's what's the future got for you? What what do you what are your plans coming up? So I have like swallowed my pride a bit and uh, just set really um, achievable goals this year so that Uh I can rebuild for my big return next year. This year, um, uh, I'm I'm going to go to Spark World Championships because I'm uh, contracted to do so. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm trying to stay local. I'll be at Washougal. Gonna do a Ragnar. Gonna do uh, Renegade Rage, um, nice. and uh, I'm trying to think. I think I'm making it to Utah as well. So that would be one of the bigger ones. That, yeah. That's actually one of the national championships here as well for starting. Nice. But um, uh, yeah, really excited to go uh, back to Renegade Rage. That's one of my favorite local ones for sure. I don't think and, I've ever done uh, that one. I'm going to have to look that one up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the one in the uh, Pasco area. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just good obstacles. I mean, it's, it's flat, but it's fun because uh, it's really hot over there and they yeah. take you in, in and out of water all the time. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. Because that's one of the things that I've, that honestly, I mean, drives me nuts about the Seattle Spartan races. Mm-hmm. There are so many different things in Washington. So many yeah. different like stuff. I mean, we've got mountains in Washington, and that's really what they should take advantage of is the mountains here. Yeah, I and agree. the Seattle race is just so flat, mm-hmm. and it just yeah, drives me. Yeah. I mean, the in it's April, especially when you started uh, like Chicago, and they had they had better mud, so Seattle can't even like yeah. claim to fame can't even be mud. It has to be a mountain. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, my thought has always been they should do it somewhere like Wenatchee or Yakima, oh, yeah. where you yeah. can get those nice big roll. I mean, in Yakima, you got some nice big hills. I was over there a couple months ago, and I'm looking out there where they have like the National Guard area and stuff. I'm like, that would be such an amazing place for a Spartan because one, you're going to confuse people because they're coming to Washington. So they're going to think, oh, it's going to be either mountains or forests or whatever. And then you take them out into Yakima where it's a desert with big ass hills. And they're going to be like, what is this? <laughs> and I I think it would be awesome. Out there in Yakima would just be amazing because they have that terrain that is just, it's unforgiving. I mean, you got the hills, you've got, you know, you could even go out like towards George where you got the, you know, the huge gorge and the river. And I mean, there's so many yeah, different different areas of Washington that would be so much better than where they do it. In April, cool, yeah, it gives you the Washington that everyone expects. It gives you the mud, it gives you the wet, it gives you the nasty. But then I think they need to come back, and I think the one that they do in, you know, September, October, October, that needs to be on the other side of the mountains, in eastern Washington. And I, like I said, I think it would throw so many people off because they'd be like, oh, it's Washington. It's green. It's the evergreen state. Yeah, go to the east side. <laughs> That's the west side of the mountains. You go to the east side, it's a completely different nightmare. So. <laughs> exactly. I like it. 
Oh, yeah. And that's been one of the things that just drives me nuts in Washington. Every time it's like, we have so much you could work with, you know. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like the flattest, you know. I mean, the beast in Seattle, I'm pretty sure I think my time was only 10 minutes slower or it was faster for the beast than the super. (laughs) That's funny. Because the beast was so flat, so dry, and so easy compared to the muddy, nasty, the muddy nastiness of the April race. So, Yeah. Yeah. I, I really think they need to do one on the east side of the mountains, and I think that would be awesome. I would make, I think it would compare to like Boise and stuff like that, which I've never been yeah. able to make it to the Boise race just because it's. I just came back from it. That one surprised the heck out of me. I've heard it was I a did, good one. Uh, I had no idea it was the, the hills that there were. Yeah. And um, yeah, I I gasped out. I completely bonked on a sprint, which I've never done before as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm not. Uh, definitely not up there on my training where I, I want to be. I got I came in eleventh. He just completely gassed and uh, took a lot out of me. But those hills are no joke. I, I've never had a steeper up and down sprint because usually I can pass people on the downhill, but the downhills are so steep that it's pretty much just you know single file. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's that's what I've heard. But I've wanted to do Boise, but it just seems like for me it's always one of those things. And this sounds horrible, but usually Montana destroys me yeah i've come out i like i like the montana hills because like i said i can open up on the downhill yeah but uh and and it's in the woods that's nice for me too yeah and and i think but for me montana i mean montana literally destroys me i have not come out of montana without an injury yet so it's like for me it's like montana's it for me that's my trifecta for the, my first trifecta for the year and then usually i don't do any spartans until washugal so that gotcha. i can yeah, I need some healing, huh? yeah, yeah so i can have that time to heal because this year in montana i actually i dislocated my shoulder oh. again which it just does that yeah but i also i gave myself a hernia you did what i gave myself a hernia oh a hernia really Was yeah picking up something or? yeah I, I've, oh. It had to have been one of the lifts. I mean, so it was one of those things because it was kind of, I don't remember when it happened or how, but the only thing I could think of is it had to have been in Montana because it wasn't, there's no way I could have done Montana if it was already there because it was, yeah. Right. Because even just doing the terrain race with it was painful. And I'm like, oh, there's no, no yeah. way I could have done the Montana if it was still there. But I had it fixed. Right. That was part of, that's part of this year. I had the, the hernia fixed three weeks ago, pretty much like the week after terrain race yeah so it's like there's my healing for this year i've got to heal from you know hernia surgery before i can do washugal so gotcha. yeah. yeah so that's it, been it comes quick. yeah again. and that's been my biggest problem is that every year for whatever reason i'm i think i'm ready i do okay in vegas i do okay i think i'm fine i do fine in seattle no injuries no anything i go and do montana and something happens Man, bad luck in Montana, huh? Yeah, and this is like my fourth year doing it, so. <laughs> and it's, oh, you know, yeah, last year I tore a muscle in my, uh, in my pec. I tore yeah. my pec, one of my pectoral muscles and one and my bicep. So, I mean, I don't know if you were there last year, but like after the beast, the next morning I got up and I'm like, I think I might do the sprint. And I like look down and my right boob is like twice the size of my left. And I'm like, yeah, maybe not. Oh, no. Maybe not. Oh, maybe not. Yeah. Oh, no. So, I, I, yeah, Montana, for whatever, I love Montana. I do it every year because it was my first race was Montana. That's how I started in Spartan. I did the Beast, you know, in 2015. So, I've always got to go, but it's like every time I do something stupid, something happens, and I'm like, seriously? (laughs) Yeah. So, 
that's when be crossing my fingers for you this next year. <laughs> Uh, I think this next year, uh, one of my big pushes this year has been training. Uh, I, I'm trying to, it, it's not obvious looking at me, but tra- there's been training going on. <laughs> I'm trying to get better and I need to get back to where I was before I broke my foot. When right. I broke my foot, you know, in 2016, I lost a lot of training and I've had major issues where because my foot isn't the same as it was, I mean, and it never will be, my stride's wrong. I don't have the same stride. I don't have the same gait. I don't have any of that. So when I try to run, I keep getting severe pain in my back. Oh, yeah. Your body's compensating and trying to use different muscles. Exactly. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to find a way where I can train and get myself back where I'm not getting that horrible, horrible pain. And that's where I'm running into, because I mean, it, it gets bad. I mean, like really bad pain in my lower back. And so I'm trying to to come back from that and that's been my hardest part is getting the figuring out how to do that run correctly so gotcha. have, you, have you had your run analyzed at all by anybody i have and part of the problem yeah. that i have is and the doctor said it would be an issue was because of where i broke my foot i don't have the the push the push off that you get when you run it's pretty gotcha. much doesn't exist in my left foot my foot is doesn't you could like rebuild by doing like calf raises or something <laughs> Kind of, but they said I'm never going to quite get that same bounce because just where my foot broke, it's not the muscle or not the muscle, but the joint doesn't move the right way anymore. And there's really, he's like, there's really nothing you can do, but figure out how to train around it. So that's been my, so it's, you know, as you get older and you get injuries, it's like, eh, well, I got to figure this one out. So, and that's when my big issue is trying to figure it out. And part of my problem too is when I got injured, I didn't, you know, and I've talked about it before is I didn't. I didn't find a way to work, keep, keep working on my, my exercising. I didn't, you know, you know, I did the, the old thing of, well, my foot's broke. Guess I better sit on the couch and eat potato chips. So I gained a bunch of weight back. So on top of the fact that I can't run correctly, I've gained a lot of my weight back. And it's like, so now I'm not only am I dealing with a problem with my foot, I'm dealing with the, my knees because now I have too much weight on my legs and on my knees. And, you know, I'm back to that the excessive weight that I worked so hard to get rid of. So, yeah. So that's a tough struggle for sure. And it's a snowball effect. And I mean, a lot of it comes from my own bad decisions, but now I've just got to figure out how to make those, to fix those decisions and do it better. So. Right. You'll you'll figure it out. Oh yeah. You got enough determination and, you know, it's always on your mind. Yep. Something's going to budge. Oh yeah. And it's just one of those things. It's like today I, I, you know, for work, we had a golf tournament and according to my Fitbit, I've walked like 1800, 18,000 steps today and my foot's just killing me partly oh, because of walking. Yeah. yeah, just walking. Well, part of it too is because I wasn't wearing shoes that I would wear like for a mud run or anything like that because I was at work at events. So I was wearing a different pair of shoes than I would normally wear to walk that much. So right. it was, you know, I had the wrong footwear on and now my foot's just like, it's angry. So, so angry. Yeah. So it's just, you know, one of those things. And I mean, you know, like, you know, you've had minor injuries trying to go, not minor. I mean, they're actually pretty major injuries that you had to come back from and stuff like that, that you're still working at. And I mean, that's kind of, that's the hard part, I think, in what we do. Yes, it is. It's, it's hard to come back from it, uh, especially when you know how much you love the, the running the races and just being out there and the joy that comes from that, that's like yeah. a driving rush, that dopamine and you're so happy to be out there, but um, definitely overrides any fear of getting hurt again 
same time, like the more you can, <laughs> the more you can't do that anymore. So yeah. It's just, you're with yourself. Oh yeah, no, it's so true. And I mean, you, you know, you've, I know you've seen it and I've seen it too, where you've seen people that were doing great at the sport, you know, at any sport and they had some injury that just, it destroyed them mentally, yeah. not just physically, but destroyed them mentally to a point where they didn't come back. Not because the injury wasn't, not because the injury was, yeah. yeah, it was more because mentally it broke them. You know, they were yeah. like, oh, I'm screwed. And then they, they can't get over the, you know, well, oh, I don't want to redo it. And they just never completely come back. And I've seen ple- a lot of people do that. And I mean, I made that mistake when I was younger, when I first blew my knee, you know, I quit everything. Right. I was a mountain biker. I played tennis. I played racquetball. I was a snowboarder. I had all these things that I did and I blew my knee and I quit all of it. Oh man. Yeah. You know, partly, I mean, you get like the phantom pain yeah and you get the phantom pains and you get the worry of like you know in tennis you've got to move those quick movements and quick stops or is my knee going to handle it or is right. it going to give out and i'm going to blow it out again and then i'm back on the crutches and surgery and physical therapy for two years again i'm like oh i don't want that and so you just kind of quit you know it's mm-hmm. i've got a snowboard in the garage that literally i've moved twice now and never used again that um, was brand new, freshly sharpened wax, brand new bindings, brand new boots, everything that have never been used because I bought them two days before I blew my knee. Right. And I never used them. Yeah, because I was so afraid of going up there and doing the wrong twist while I was snowboarding and watching my knee go out again. You know, and that's, that's the hard part about coming back from an injury is getting over the mental of, am I gonna do it again? Right. You know? How how do you deal with those kind of? So yeah, the the mental was hard for me as well, and I I, I do have this mental pain and whatnot. Um, but it was for me running has always been my stress relief, mm-hmm. and so it, it was a negative cycle for me, just emotionally, mentally, to not be running, to not be out on the trail. Yeah. So. I had to, like, I uh, substituted for biking sometimes. That wasn't cutting it. Just uh, going out on hikes with my kids, that they'd be faster than me. <laughs> so yeah. It was, it was, it was some fun for that. Um, but I knew, and I still know, that that is my favorite thing to do, is be out on a trail, whether I am slow or fast or whatever. So just getting out there and, experiencing it is just kind of my medicine and eventually getting faster and getting stronger and uh, luckily enough I also work in a gym so getting my muscles yeah. strong as well is a big part of that, that recovery piece let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors. If you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you. Because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com. For the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. And we're back. Oh, yeah. And see, that was the thing for me is, I mean, I've told people, I hate running. I, I've always hated running. Yeah. <laughs> I was not a runner at, at all as a kid. That's why when, the first time I told my parents and everyone when I was, 
what, like 30 that I was going to do a half marathon. Everyone's like, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, because I mean, I was that kid in school when everyone's like, you, you know, you should play soccer. You should do all this. And I'm like, I like baseball. I run 90 feet at a time. Right, right. <laughs> if I have to run more than 90 feet, it means I got a good hit. But other than that, you know, that's all I had to do was 90 feet at a time. That was the only running. And I just, I always never, I liked bikes. I liked that kind of stuff. But running, it just was never my thing. I mean, quick sprints, like, you know, in tennis or in baseball, those were fine. But a full on like running for more than like 30 seconds. I'm like, yeah, what, what, what's the point? I don't want to do this, okay. you know? So that was kind of when... I turned to running and used that as my, my way to lose weight the first time. Everyone was like, you're, you're running? Why? Uh, you know, and I did, I did my first 5K and it was the, I understood, I finally understood, you know, what people talk about with the runner's high. Yeah, isn't that great? Oh, yeah. Exactly. I never understood it. And I, I, I made the mistake when I did my first 5K. I did all of my training on ellipticals and treadmills. And then I went out and did a, a 5K on a trail at Northwest Trek, which was amazing because Northwest Trek's amazing anyway. But they had a, it was a 5K. And it was a 5K there, you know, through the, the park. It was awesome. But my body was like, I can't do this because I was so used to treadmill and elliptical because it controls. You don't have those weird movements because you're, you're on uneven ground when you're running a normal, on a trail. So my body right. did not like that. So I'm like, cool. I need to train outside now. <laughs> yeah, but once yeah. I started doing that, the five K's and I'm like, I started getting that runner's high and I'm like, this is amazing. And then I did a 10 K and a 12 K for like the first time. I think or an eight actually was the first one, you know, the first step up I did from a five K I did an eight K and I'm like, well, this isn't so bad. Let's try 10. Let's try a 12. And then I'm like, might as well just do a half marathon. <laughs> so yeah, so I did, you know, my first half marathon years ago, but, you know, that was kind of the, once I got into it, I, I was okay with it, but it's, it's easy for me when I have an injury to be like, I never liked running anyway, what, what does it matter? But, you know, once I found OCR though, completely different story because now story. you yeah. throw the running and then you throw the obstacles and you throw the people and it's like, this is my place. This is where I belong, you know? Yeah, it's so fun. Oh, it is. And I, it is. And I mean, I've talked to other people that are runners that are like, well, I like to run, but you know, and I'm like, get out and do an obstacle course race because it breaks up the monotony. You run for a little bit, but then all of a sudden you're doing an obstacle and you're having to do the monkey bars or you're lifting, you know, flipping over a 400 pound tire or, you know, whatever, you know, and it's, it's amazing, you know, and it just changes, you know, your whole aspect of, you know, kind of, all of that. So it does. And I love seeing people do it for the first time. Yeah. Just the, the look they get, the excitement they get because they found out they can, you know, do the monkey bar or they can push a tire. It's just one of the best feelings ever. Yeah. And how, you're like empowered. How do you, how, how do you convince people to do it? Uh, usually I kind of, well, most people that I convince are already training with me yeah. and going out on the trails with me. And it's like, wouldn't it be fun if we did something in between all this running? Yep. <laughs> so uh, uh, the creativity of it, sometimes they're like, okay, let's, let's stop and try some pull-ups on this tree or something like that. And they come back from a training and they're just like, oh, that's 
that was a fun workout. I'm like, yeah, that's what obstacle course racing is like. <laughs> yeah, let's go do one. Yeah. Yeah, let's go do it. Yep. Yeah, see, I've been that one, like, with my whole, like, a couple, I've got a couple of my nieces to go with me a few different times and my kid and all that stuff. And usually it's the free races. I'll get yeah. a free race, you know, for volunteering or whatever. And because I'm on street team, everything else, I end up with too many free races and I'm like, I can't use all these. So yeah. I'll have some friend or relative that'll be like, you know, I've always wanted to do that, but they're just so expensive. I'm like, here's a free race. What's That's excuse? true. That is, that is a barrier for people. Yeah. So yeah. It's to, like, get, to get free races. That's, that's a great gift. Yeah, it's like here's a free race. What's excuse number two? <laughs> what do we got to work yeah. on now? So, right. yeah, it's like any excuse. There's some way around it, and that's yeah. one thing that I, I've learned a lot with. And I mean, OCR has really helped me drive that home to myself. Is for any excuse you have, there's a way around it. An excuse yeah. is just another obstacle. You know, I've. Right. You know, I, I told myself before there was no way I could do the monkey bars. Monkey bars are probably one of my best obstacles now. Nice. I have no problems with the monkey bars. But for some odd reason, I still can't do Twister. I can't do the rings or the, the rig. Those ones still elude me, but I can do the monkey bars every time. So it, it's... The, the, the fixed ones that, yeah. that I don't move. <laughs> yeah. And it's just getting myself to, you know, be able to do the other ones too. So, I mean, if I can get yep. myself to do the monkey bars, I was shocked myself at terrain race. I made it all the way across those ones. And I was like, right. oh, it's kind of one of those. I think I just didn't want to fall in the water. So I just, I like, kept going. And all of a sudden I right, hit the yeah. end and I'm like, how, wait, did I just do that? <laughs> <laughs> and cool. those are the best feelings. And that's one of the things I love too, is when you go, when you do an obstacle course with someone for the first time and you stay and you're with them, and all of a sudden, they do that first obstacle, and they're like, oh, my God, I just did that. Exactly. That's that's the coolest thing. And then once you do it the first time, then you have confidence, and it makes the second, third, et cetera time easier. He's like, I know I can do this. So yep. your body just reacts even better. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. And that's what I love about it is that the joy of watching somebody else just nail something that they told yeah. you repeatedly they couldn't do. You know? Exactly. And and you, you try and convince them a lot of times it's mental. It it's is. it's it like, can you really not do it? Or do you just mentally keep telling yourself you can't do it? You know, and yeah. that's where it's, you know, trying to convince them that, hey, you probably can do this. You just need to just do it. You know. Exactly. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, trying to think if there's anything, other questions I had for you. I, I'm not sure I have any more questions that I can think of. That is fine. Yeah. Just, um. What, what, what's your next race? What I'm going to see you in Washougal? I will be in Washougal. Um, I'm actually, technically, I'm doing the Dirty Dash tomorrow, but I'm not. I've been told I can't do any walls and any of that stuff by my wife and, like, pretty much everyone else I'm supposed Everybody to race with. Cares. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you can't do it. You just had surgery three weeks ago. I'm like, they said I, four weeks. It's only three, whatever. I'll be fine. But apparently they don't <laughs> agree with me. So I, I'm going to be there, but I'm probably not going to be doing a lot of it just because of you know i'm still healing um yeah. i am planning on doing train race down in olympia okay in july um and then after that i think the next one for me will be washougal and then i'm going to hawaii again so oh, nice. I, i'm going to get all three in a weekend eventually you know there you go i mean if, if you can yeah. do it in a day i should be able to do it in two so yeah so that's pretty much my plan. And then after that, I think I'm, yeah, Washougal, Hawaii, and then Seattle. And then I think I'm pretty much 
done for for the Spartan for the year. And I think me and the family do. Uh, me, Amber, and Benton every month had do at least a five k. Oh, cool! Yeah. So I mean, whether it be a road five k or an obstacle course, you know, race or whatever, we do as a family. We do one race a month. Just to, I like that rule. Yeah, yeah I have. A, we have a similar one where I we explore a new trail every month. Yeah. So. Yep, we do a 5K a month. Sometimes we'll do like a virtual 5K or something, but we make sure that we get it done and we go out and we actually do, you know, all three of us together go out and do the 5K. And we've got a park that's right across the street from us that we've pretty much figured out from walking from our front door what loop we can do on the park and basically hit like a 5K as we're coming back down our driveway. So, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's where I'll be be the rest of the summer cool. so all right well so it sounds like the first matchup we'll have we'll see, i'll be in washington then right on i'll be watching for you cool all right thank you sarah no problem good all right thanks for listening to the beast net podcast brought to you by beast ocr don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear you can find us on facebook or at beastocr.com